for this podcast comes from Vasant TV catch Vasant TV's Sangeeta Swarangal every day at 5:30 pm from 17th December welcome to in concert the hindu's podcast on the performing arts there are many types of musical journeys and we are happy to report that our guest today can boast of having one of the most interesting stories his rise in recent years in the concert circuit coming almost by stealth but proceeded for many years by a growing fan base in the online world in concert is happy to welcome prince ramavarma and do stay tuned for a fascinating discussion prince ramavarma thank you so much for joining us welcome to the podcast it's a pleasure to meet you and speak to you for the first time my pleasure thank you so much so we've been doing this podcast this is our second year and actually it just occurred to me before we spoke that uh, you are the first person we are interviewing who is not from tamil nadu who oh. is not from the state <laughs> i think that's an interesting commentary on itself on carnatic music how we think of it <laughs> yeah. uh, it is a very restrictive world sometimes yeah. so i'd like to start actually by asking you about um, your upbringing in music we'll talk about your family as well because i think that's fascinating but uh, what is it like to be a practicing carnatic musician outside of tamil nadu uh yeah as you rightly said there is a kind of uh, perception that music begins and ends in uh, madras yeah <laughs> so which uh, earlier there there was practical reasons behind that also because in 1940s 50s the uh, chennai had an all india radio station so suppose a musician from Uh, mysore or trivandrum wanted to sing also they had to come to chennai to sing on radio yeah so all india radio will sangeetham paada porendo so sangadamana samayal vittu sangeetham paada porendo so tamil song also right. so at that time the ultimate aim of any aspiring singer was to be heard on all india radio which chennai or madras had an all india radio station yeah and uh, unlike many other states uh, chennai was very welcoming if one had merit whether you are from kerala or karnataka or andhra mm. uh, they always found a place in madras earlier so because of which many 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 musicians from other states including my uh, guruji dr mangalampalli balamurlikrishna who is originally from andhra pradesh they migrated to chennai many decades ago yeah so but then there is supply and demand uh, equation yeah so once too many people came <laughs> to chennai Uh, then uh, it became uh, the equation changed so that the musician had to approach the sabha secretary or organizers saying that please give me a chance mm. i hate that word chance <laughs> it's like they are doing you a favor so my original guru uh, was chemangudi's disciple uh, he lived in he lived and died in trivandrum his name was vechur harihara subramaniyar very honorable man very straight forward he would just do his job and he would never approach a person uh, thinking that that person is useful or he would give him a chance or whatever because of which he never had much happening in his career either he would have an average of 4 to 5 concerts a year that's right. it rest of the time he'd be at home teaching students so i pretty much imbibed his values with the pretty much same results also <laughs> so i also never ap- approached any sabha secretary or a journalist or useful person because of which i had also four or five concerts a year right uh, i started singing in public in 1990 so from 1990 to 2010 it is almost like a desert barren okay. <laughs> if you look at my uh, schedule calendar it will be just empty pages most right. of the time but once uh, youtube came things started changing uh, first gradually and then rapidly in 2007 itself i was one of the first if not the first carnatic musician to upload stuff on youtube that's so, so interesting when, back in 2007 when we had a dial up connection not even broadband okay so i had a friend who fortunately for me lived elsewhere who had faster internet connection so the, who, he created a youtube channel called music box m u s i q u e b o x music right. box 
to rival so he would upload only my videos and i started my own youtube channel also with the friends uh, spelling music forever m u s i q u e number 4 and ever music forever okay i would not upload any of my videos so i would upload balamurlikrishna uh, in fact i was probably the first to put balamurlikrishna sanjay subramanyam amrita venkatesh parasala ponnamal so many people on youtube for the first time and uh, 1930s hindi film songs also uh, kl saigal pankaj mallik ashok kumar devika rani and all those uh, pre independence uh, films where they would actually be on screen singing there is no playback at that time right so my channel of course because we had superstars like balamurlikrishna and kl saigal music forever got hundreds of views already well music box was the person who introduced me to youtube and he would have like three views uh, per week <laughs> for my videos so it was just a moribund uh, dormant kind of site at that time but uh, so you were putting your own videos along with these other videos or? no no my channel had only videos other than me okay while music box had only my videos okay. at that time so but then slowly uh, somebody would uh, write a comment oh this is amazing who is this singer the name is written there but they have never seen me or heard me yeah uh, then some very appreciative comments would come and music box would uh, copy them and email them to me see somebody has commented like so i used to think he was creating fake ids and <laughs> just to make me feel good <laughs> but then some real people started appearing uh, and saying oh i like this video of yours they would see me somewhere and say oh, i have seen you on youtube this was in 2009 10 then slowly uh, i started getting invitations 100% from people who watched these videos on youtube both of my teaching as well as uh, concerts mm. so they would say oh, i love your teaching style will you come to visakhapatnam or hyderabad or some place like that so now i don't know there's no one viral breakthrough moment or anything gradually gradually i would start getting two concerts a month and one teaching session and now it's like calendar is completely full right that's yeah, so, so interesting that, because uh, I'm not sure if I'm getting my chronology right but 2009 2010 is around the time when lots of people started getting faster broadband faster broad yes and could uh, access youtube more exactly. easily there was less buffering time exactly so interesting so, that that coincides actually with you getting more recognition yeah. and yeah, your... my my career was also buffering only for 20 <laughs> years <laughs> so i would actually physically when i got a big collection of kl saigal videos for example i would physically make a trip to bangalore and stay in a hotel for 2 days just to upload these videos because it was much faster connection was much faster in bangalore at that time okay while in my house in trivandrum uh, literally i'm not exaggerating uh, those days film songs would be like one and a half minutes two minutes long yeah for a two minute song to get uploaded it would take 8 to 10 hours so oh, wow. 8 to 10 hours and now you can see the percentage 20% uploaded <laughs> so at that time there was no percentage it just be one circle going on right, and going on right. and during night uh, connection would be faster so i would actually sleep during the day and take some book and uh, upload this and be in front of the computer and keep reading if i go to sleep also computer will go on sleep mode so i have to keep it activated by so touching the keep, keyboard yeah, touching tapping the, the key. so it will just be go- going round 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 uh, at 1 2 3 4 5 6 in the morning and on a good day it will say uh, upload complete but if it says upload failed then one night is gone <laughs> you know for, for one song like that i have uploaded at that time that's so, that's so, that's such a great story sa sa gari gari ri magam ga ga pa ma pa da 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 ni sa sa ri sa sa ri sa ni sa ni ni sa ni da ni da ni sa ri sa ni da pa sa pa ga pa da ma ri ma gari ga pa ga sa pa ma ga ri sa ni sa ಪಂಕಜ ಮುಖ ಶಂಕರ ಹಿತ ಸಂಕಟ ಹರ ವೆಂಕಟ ಗಿರಿ ವಾಸ ನಾರಾಯಣ ನಂತ ಗೋವಿಂದ ದಾಮೋದರ ನಂದ ಸಂರಕ್ಷಕಾಸೃತ ವಾತ್ಸಲ್ಯ ಪ್ರದ ಸಂಕಟ ಹರ ಕಟಗಿರಿ ವಾಸನಾರಾಯಣ ನಂತ ಗೋವಿಂದ ದಾಮೋದರ ನಂದ ಸಂರಕ್ಷಕಾಸ
Um, right, so let's talk about how you got into you got into music a little bit later yeah, on yeah, in yeah, life. Very, very late. I assume. And that uh, that has something to do with, um, I think, uh, a little bit of your family background also. A little let's, bit, yes. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, yeah, because my family um, is one of the rare fam- Indian families where uh, we have very, very strongly practiced version of uh, matriarchy. It's a matrilineal system, which, which becomes matriarchal also. In, a, in very simple terms, the women have all the money and all the power. <laughs> That's all. So, <laughs> okay. uh, the women, they never leave the house. When mm-hmm. they get married also, the husband is brought from his family to uh, the lady's house. Okay. So, uh, and same pair of, same set of parents have two children, one male and one female. Uh, some money is put in the bank when a child is born. So the money put for a male child and female child, there is absolutely no connection. Because so much more money, a female child is given. So uh, not only by the mother, the mother, the aunt, the grandmother, the great-grandmother, all the ladies will, and the jewelry. So everything is uh, goes to the female. So male gets almost nothing uh, in comparison to what the female gets. So from that setup, the men are also not supposed to do anything much other than sit around, get married, make uh, children for the grandmothers to play with. And, you know. okay. But you want to do something which will give you an identity. So more than the money or anything, identity is the main uh, thing. Yeah. So I was the aberration in the uh, setup because I wanted to do something with my life. Okay. So even today, um, before I go to sleep, at least five minutes I'll think, okay, what did you do today? Yeah, which is of any use to anybody. <laughs> At least if I learn a new song, it is not displayed in public, but I know I've learnt a new song and tomorrow it's going to come out. So just be of some use. So in my uh, late teens and uh, early 20s, I felt so useless that I thought maybe it'll be nice to just uh, kill myself and donate my organs to some <laughs> medical... <laughs> At least in death, I can be more useful than I am in life. Now, that kind of feeling was there. Very much. Uh, but now, of course, things have changed a lot and uh, it's very, very, very different. So, you're talking about the 80s, early, uh, yeah, early 80s, 80s 90s, 90s, especially after my guru passed away. My guru passed away in uh, Bachur Harir Subramanir, sir. He was so, so understated, but like a, just like a block of gold. No carving or nothing to make it uh, embellished or attractive, but just one block of gold has its own value. Yeah. So, he was... Very uh, not charming, uh, out to charm people, nothing. He just minded his own business, but so committed, so generous, so patient, so solid. It was just, uh, having him was like, I don't need anything else. Uh, that kind of feeling. So, if some, you had met me uh, in 1990 or 91 or 92, you asked me, so what is your plan? What do you want to do? I just want to go to my guru's house and learn and be with him. I didn't, uh, in Trivandrum, I didn't even travel to other places at that time. So, once he passed away, it was like I, uh, my body was paralyzed. <laughs> that level, I felt lost after my guru passed away. But his son uh, got a job in another uh, city in Kerala. And he said, come, you uh, well, let us sell this house or give it for rent. We can be in, in that city. Then I had not started performing at that time. I was just learning from him. But so much passion I had and he recognized that. So when he said, uh, the son said, let's go to another city. My guru said, uh, what will this boy do if I leave Trivandrum? So, he knew that literally my life depended on him. There is no verbal communication that... Uh, right. oh, uh, and like, I just wait for the music. First, we had classes on Saturday, Sunday. Then it became Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday. Then it became Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Okay. <laughs> and then finally, I would cut class. So, after I finished my BCom graduation, my family generally said, okay, now you get married or get a job. So, I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to get a job. Even now, I haven't married or uh, got a job. (laughs) So, at that time, pressure was much more. So, then I joined for post-graduation, MCOM, just to get two more years. (laughs) So, I would uh, leave my house at the same time as I go to college, but actually go to my music teacher's house and uh, spend the morning with him. He will teach me a song and evening, he would come to my house and actually officially teach me something. So, Full time, I was with him and I was completely uh, happy and satisfied and contented. And the, if he was there, I would have, if he was alive, even now, I would be still in Trivandrum and learning from him. <laughs> That's all. I had no further desire at that time. But after he passed away, it was like, 
other people my friends are all getting married some they got jobs and went to us so if somebody asked me okay what do you do i have no wife no children no job no guru <laughs> no concert no student nothing one complete one big zero so then i was searching for a guru i decided it's better to leave trivandrum uh, though there are very good music teachers even now still alive in trivandrum but i wanted to just put some distance between that place and me physically right before we get to that how did how did you first come across your guru how did he find you uh, he uh, that is a very cute story okay uh, in this matrilineal pyramid <laughs> which makes up my family the top person was my mother's mother's mother okay uh, my great grandmother she happened to be the mother of the uh, last maharaja of travancore also and she was completely crazy about carnatic music so she would host people like ms subalakshmi amma and chamagudi mm. and all these people were in and out of my house and then at that time i had no connection with music so every carnatic musician almost uh, worth his name uh, have enjoyed the patronage of my great grandmother but along with the uh, passion for music she was very dominating also the personality so because uh, see i love chocolate but if you shove a piece of chocolate into my mouth i won't enjoy that <laughs> so her personality was little bit uh, dominating I so see. not little bit <laughs> very very dominant <laughs> okay <laughs> so because she kind of forced music down the throats of her children who was the last maharaja his brother and my grandmother none of them took to music same thing happened with their children also my parents generation again zero result so i am the next generation her great grand son so by my generation she had become old and she had resigned herself to the fact that with her music will finish in this family it was that situation then i joined uh, the music group in my school mainly because one of my friends who was like a superstar kid he would sing and uh, score good marks for exams and everyone wanted to be like him i see his okay. name was jay krishnan so everyone would uh, suppose you asked us at that time we we were 12 13 years old what do you want in life i want to be like jay krishnan <laughs> smart and accomplished so he was in the music school in the music choir so i joined him though i had absolutely no training sapasa nothing so we would sing the national anthem and we would sing our school anthem it was a christian school called christ nagar so we had this school anthem i, I don't remember it but it went something like this um blessed art thou dear christ nagar that bears the lord our master's name around thy flag let angels fly and fill our hearts with virtues lord beneath thy noble roof we meet and gather fruits of wisdom pure we like a band of brothers move in faith in hope in charity may life eternal surge in us and bind us fast in love of god something like this okay. <laughs> i've never sung this very nice beautiful though yeah <laughs> after 1983 uh-huh. <laughs> so this is and national anthem then we had lead kindly light and songs like that then uh, we had a youth state level youth festival where we had to sing uh, two malayalam folk songs so five six of us were there but our group won uh, the first prize or second prize at the district level then of course in in my house it created because nobody had seen any signs of musicality in me this was so a they secret never they never heard me sing <laughs> i never sang <laughs> so, so they never heard me so then my great grandmother was thrilled oh my god our great grandchildren has won a prize for singing so then she said you you sing that whatever you sang so i said oh hi 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 are like it's a stupid song actually but she was she didn't laugh at me she didn't get angry she was just very kindly she watched me and she said oh, what you sang was very nice but if you learn classical music properly it will be even more nice so i'm like oh, okay whatever she suppose she said you will cut off your head means we have to cut off our head <laughs> that was her <laughs> okay. personality so she said very softly she said it will be nice if you learn classical music and i said okay and that was the end of it then which i came to know much later systematically she invited all the musicians in trivandrum and made them sing and interviewed them 
and selected Vichur Hari Haris Brownie. So she did the auditioning for the Guru. <laughs> wow, and you were, you were not aware. I was of not this. aware of it exactly. Okay, so, you just thought uh, that she was inviting uh, them. To she, no, sing. I didn't even know that they she, they were being invited. She okay. just said you have to learn music, and then cl subject closed. I never heard anything about it for several months. Then one day she said, ah, "Tomorrow after you come back from school, you have a shower, be fresh, and come to my room at four thirty. So by three forty-five, we'd be at home." Then he said, "No, uh, your music teacher is coming." So I had completely forgotten about this whole thing. And then my music teacher came, which was there, and he was, as I said, not very communicative or charming or anything. He was just be very introverted. So he and he was terrified of my great grandmother with, with very good reason because she had a very sharp tongue also. Ah. <laughs> you know, the typical matriarch. matriarch. Yeah. So she sat on her bed, and he and I sat in front of the bed, uh, down on the floor, and. He would just he would just contemplate his own navel I mean, because it's a radio interview. We can't show people, but he just looked down like that, huh? and he would sing all, oh, and I would sing ah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. It start. He would never correct me. Uh, he would just sing correctly, and I would sing wrongly. So he would sing, repeat the same thing correctly. I would again sing wrongly. He would go on repeating ten times, fifteen times, three hundred times till I got it right. But he would never explain. See, this is what I sang. This is how you are singing. That is the mistake you are making. This is how you should correct that. He never did. You just sing correctly. Then I had to figure out uh, what I was doing wrong. So all these you know. lessons were happening in in, in the presence of uh, your great grandmother. Yes, the first few. But she, she this was few months before she passed away. Oh, so, I see, uh, she I see. was eighty-seven years old and bedridden. Uh, but would still, she, would, she, would she be happy that you are now doing? Oh now my you're goodness! A uh, in fact, so mm -hmm. many musicians, senior people, including MSMR, Samangudi, all those people who have uh, enjoyed her patronage. When right. I started performing, they were all still very much around. So every person, you know, either Allah, the Amma Maharani, or Asirvadu, your great grandmother would be so proud of you today. It's right. that that one spark, one push she gave me, which is still going on, and having having selected. <clears throat> this gentleman as my guru, because I couldn't have asked for a better guru than him, particularly at that stage, right. because he's very disciplined. Mm -hmm. So later I joined Balamurli Krishna, who embodied freedom. <clears throat> so yeah, suppose yeah, so I, so I, you, you moved out of Trivandrum. I moved out of Trivandrum. Balamurli sir is like, sir, can I do like this or like this? Either way, if you like, you do. <laughs> so so much freedom is given. We uh, we can just go in some weird uh, get derailed also, but that self discipline was inculcated by Vichur sir and later I learned Veena from two legendary gurus also. Right. So they were all uh, disciplinarians. I mean stricter. We can uh, severe or we can use whatever word you like. But they were so disciplined that now even when I have the freedom to do pretty much what I like, that self discipline is there. That if you sing, you rather than musical thing, I can say in English. If you write A P P I L, people can say apple, you know? mm. but apple is spelled A P P L E. That's the correct spelling. You didn't decide, I didn't decide. Suppose I say no, I will spell A P P I L. There's no law banning me from doing that. But we spell it A P P L E. That's why our classical music in Indian languages it's called Shastriya Sangeet. In Malayalam, in Tamil, in Telugu, in Kannada, in all these languages, even in Hindi, we we, we call it Shastriya Sangeet because it's scientific music. There are very clear rules in which raga, what notes can come, what notes can't come. Yeah. The same note in which context it will be steady or it can oscillate, and if it oscillates, to what extent. So these are there. We take uh, compositions given to us by Tyagaraja and people like that as a reference point. Oh, Tyagaraja in the partle Shankara Parnati pretty panirka. That means we can do it. <laughs> no? So then, in the name of freedom, you just go for anarchy and just do whatever you like. Uh, I feel it's it's not a there should be some balance between discipline and, and freedom. So I got that perfectly, having these disciplinarian gurus during the first fifteen years of my life and the freedom guru next eighteen years. No? Okay, so, and so Balamurli Krishna was completely different in his instruction from completely, your earlier instruction. Completely, but I, my stage was also different because right. my guru had the uh, unenviable job of start, starting. You know, always the starting is the worst because 
speed will increase, the notes will not be in place properly, the pitch will drop. So suppose he is singing, I will be singing a little low, push it up, push it, we are not reaching it correctly. Or suppose we start, so I, in the enthusiasm, it will just keep, there is no speed limit, you know. So the, we call it Kala Pramanam, that even without a percussion reference, if you put one and two, three, uh, half an hour later also, it would be at the same speed. Yeah. Like a machine, it should right. uh, not run or uh, drag. Right, right. So, that Kala Pramana Suddham, Sruti Suddham, Swara Suddham, there are many Suddhams. Kala Pramana Suddham is what I just explained. Ah. Sruti Suddham, there will be the Tanpura or some instrument. We have to be in tune with that. That is Sruti Suddham. Swara Suddham, each note, Ga has a place, Ma has a place, Ri has a place. That pure position of that note. So that is Swarashuddham. Then Gamaka Suddham. Gamaka is very typical to Indian classical music and yeah. where we oscillate notes. So, in this note can be oscillated this much in this context, in this raga. So, there are so many occasions where you, you can actually oscillate that note, but actually it won't sound like that raga. Mm. Uh, but it may not go outside that raga. That is, we have to do a lot of listening. We call it Kelvit Jnanam. So, you listen to Bhairavi, 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 sung thousand hours by it and uh, our hundred musicians, then we get the real form of Bhairavi. So, automatically, even if we just lash it out, it won't go outside that typical Bhairavi uh, capsule. Right. So, that is uh, the Gamaka Sudham is the oscillation. Then Raga Sudham is what I just said that uh, there can be a parallel phrase in another Ragam also. But if you sing Bhairavi means it will only Bhairavi will be heard. That other, the little in flavor or smell of that other ragam won't come. That is Raga Sutham. So all these Sutams this man had, uh, my guru. So Sruti Sutham, Swara Sutham, uh, Gamaka okay. Sutham. Right, right, so right. it is very, and later I joined two Veena gurus. And one of them, the second one and the main one, Professor K.S. Narayana Swami, he was M.S. Subalakshmi's Veena guru. Actually, in fact, he has given a concert in Madras Music Academy with M.S. Upalakshmi giving support Veena. Wow. So, that was, in fact, his centenary was over a few years ago. I see. So, I we see. were separated by 60 years. But uh, to my great good fortune and his uh, great bad fortune, he, he was working in Shanmukhananda, Bombay mm. for many years. And once he retired from Shanmukhananda and came to Trivandrum, the entire music fraternity forgot him. Because earlier he was head of that Sanmukhanda music school. So, people didn't even know he was alive, uh, to be honest. So, and I had him all to myself <laughs> in Trivandrum. <laughs> Trivandrum is a very small town. So, I would spend the morning with my vocal guru and the evening with my uh, Veena guru. Many times I would go to his house at 9.30, 10 in the morning. And he would have lunch sitting on his cot at 10.30, And we would just sit and chat. And uh, chat will be 100% about music. He had a very wide... Uh, mind also musically. He was a great fan of KL Saigon also. So, he would be surprised that a young, at that time young person like me even knew about KL Saigon. He said, I used to listen to all this in school and college. How come you know this? <laughs> you know? Right. So, then we'll take a song like, Balam aaye baso more man me Balam So, that Balam. So, yeah. He will analyze each inflection of each note and say, So, we will be singing the background music also. <laughs> so, so, so sweet. But he was vehemently opposed to recording. So, I used to beg and beg and beg and plead with him, please can I just make, at that time video I didn't have, at least audio recordings of our interactions because it was so rich and… Yeah, because they sound uh, fascinating. Yeah, but, it was amazing. He just, he just, he just, he just, go just not allow recording. It's very, 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 very sad. In fact, I have never felt more bad about not recording than my times with K.S. Naranaswami sir. Because he, he has spent time with Bade Gulam Ali Khan, people we just hear about up in the clouds from Hindustani sister because he spent so many years in Bombay. So, his exposure, first-hand exposure to all those people and some anecdotes he would tell. And, uh, but very sad. And he had uh, probably in my entire life, the only musician I have met 
to whom I could just ask a question and get an answer. Sir, in Shankarabharnam, can we do like this? Just a simple question. So, he would say yes or no. Suppose he says yes, we can do. Then why? He would never say because I said so. He never said. He would on the spot quote like 15 uh, snippets of compositions by Tyagaraja, Dikshitara, Shama Shastri, so oh, okay. and say, see this phrase, how Periva Apidi use Panirka Paring. See how the great people have used. So, he would illustrate with example, without internet, Google, nothing. Everything was in his head. So, one authentic and clear answers he would give. Well, Balamuli said was very sweet and charming. But if I ask a question like that, he was very non-committal. He'll be like, either way, you, you do what you like. Okay, <laughs> like so it's, up it's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a composition that your first guru taught you that, uh, taught you that you still go back to a lot? Something that you sing ah, yeah, very often? Yeah, yeah. There's one, it's a very popular song. Deva Deva Kalyami. Deva Deva Kalyami. Te charanambuja sevanam deva deva kalayami charanambuja sevanam In fact, in YouTube, as I said, things kind of started moving. So, my rendition of deva deva kalayami is one of the much loved videos. So, if you, if you search for my Prince Ramorma deva deva on YouTube, you can see it. <laughs> Jesevanam Deva Deva Kalayami Tejaranam Bujesevanam Deva Deva Kalayami Tejaranam Bujesevanam Deva Deva Kalayami Tejaranam Bujesevanam Deva Deva Kalayami Tejaranam Jesevanam 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 So let's let's get back to talking about after YouTube then. So um, also that's a, also a good way to bring you to the fact that I wanted to ask you what your interaction then with um, Chennai, with the Margari Festival, with the yeah. December season has been like. But let's talk a little bit, you know, post 2010, yeah. shall we say, after yeah, yeah, after YouTube. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what 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 what's the story after that? Oh, it's, uh, as I said, it's like. Uh, trick, trickling on the first. Hmm. Um, literally, I am not exaggerating, but the Music Box channel would have around 15 to 30 views per month. Right. All videos included. So that, that is how it started. So, the first five, six years together, uh, the channel got 5000 views or something, something like that. Then, after that was 2007, 8, 9. Then, uh, then somebody called me from America and I had a tour in 2010. So, I discovered when I went to US that there were, it was much more popular in America than in India. Obviously, because internet connection itself was slow here. Yeah. So, for my concerts, people would request some songs which only I sang. So, mm. I would wonder how, how come these guys know that I sing these songs. They say, oh, we saw it on YouTube. Oh, actually, there are some people who watch YouTube and see me on YouTube. It was a revelation at, at that time. Though it's not that long back. It was only 2010. Then uh, more and more of that started happening in India also. And people called me for uh, workshops, which I do kind of regularly. So, some people took videos of uh, my teaching sessions and put it on 
YouTube also. So seeing that, some other people called. So I got uh, invitations uh, as widely ranging as Rajapalayam near Madurai. Right. So which is a small town which is known for Ramco cement and uh, Rajapalayam dog. You know, there's yeah, a hound, yeah. hunting the breed. <laughs> so the ferocious ones. Ferocious ones. Uh, but there is because of pedigree issue, there's so much of inbreeding that current, uh, they are so inbred that after a few years they start go going blind actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a problem there. So, uh, Rajapalayam is one small place, there is a small village called Perla, P-E-R-L-A, which is in the Kerala-Karnataka border. So, if you are driving in a car and you just check your SMS, you would have passed Perla already. <laughs> it's, it's that small. So, there also I used to go uh, from 2009, 10, 11, 2-3 years I used to teach there. But ranging from Rajapalayam and Perla, apart from Bangalore, Hyderabad, Visakhapatnam, uh, Varangal, uh, places like that. I got invitations to Dubai, Singapore, Melbourne, uh, US, mm. uh, France, you know, like that. So it's very uh, wide. It's not only to big international cities or only to small villages, everything in between. Right. So that's very nice. People ask me uh, why I don't teach online. So I haven't started teaching online, though when I hear how much people are earning, it's very, very tempting. <laughs> <laughs> it's financially very tempting. Yeah. So, one hour, one hour uh, $100, it's nice, especially with rupee value being so low. Of course, yes. Uh, but why I like it and though it is not good for my health, eating out all the time and missing sleep and traveling, it's nice to visit each place and meet people and interact with them, see the smiling faces of the children, taste the local food, uh, pick up a bit of the local language. Of course, you know? of course. So, that whole people thing. Is really really nice. So I've been doing that from nineteen uh, late nineties. Uh, I used to go abroad a lot because I felt here there's no work for me. Mm. <laughs> so uh, when I went abroad, I actually picked up a lot uh, about Western classical music, about jazz, mm. about Hindustani music because I uh, went to Netherlands for many years where there's a very strong and vibrant uh, community for Hindustani music. So there's a website called sarangi.info, for example. It's run by a Pakistani person, I think. So many Hindustani loving people in India are not aware of the site, but they have fantastic Hindustani recordings. S-A-R-A-N-G-I, sarangi.info. So I came to know about uh, a lot about Hindustani music also when I went abroad. And um, so, so yeah, did that surprise you traveling all over the world um, that... Carnatic music, the music that you do has such a wide audience it, outside of India, yeah, outside it, of Madras. It, it of... keeps surprising me even. I haven't uh, yet come to terms with it. Now, for example, in uh, Margari Masam, mm. when I attend other concerts also, everywhere uh, earlier if somebody greeted me, I, it would be somebody I knew. Right. I would also greet them back. But now so many complete strangers come to me and they say, Ah, sir, I'm videos on YouTube. Uh, and many, I sing a lot of Muthuswami Dikshitir, uh, Dikshitir Tyagaraja, they all lived at the same time 200 years ago yeah. when India was ruled by the British. Yeah. So these people were exposed to the western melodies made by the colonial rulers mm, and mm, some mm. of them, particularly Dikshitir, he put Sanskrit lyrics to the western tunes he heard. Yeah. Uh, they are called western note to swarams. Mm. So they are composed by Dikshitir, okay. The, the music is by some unknown western guy, okay. but lyrics are by Dikshitir and Dikshitir is one of the top, top, top uh, guys in our field. Yeah. So, but many musicians, they feel, they won't sing it for a concert. No, but I, I was one of the first to feature Notuswarans regularly in my Carnatic concerts. Now, okay. many people have started doing it, last 10 years. Can you sing us a little bit of yeah, yeah. For example, uh, the tune will be like, ta da da ta da ta 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 for this, Dikshadar will Kamala Sana Vandita Padabje, Kamaniya Karodaya Samrajya, Kamala Nagare Sakalakare, Kamala Nayanatri, Kamala Nayanatrita Jagadadhare, Kamale Vimale Guru Guhajanani. Kamala Patinuta Hridaye Maya, 
ಕಮಲಶಿವಿಜಯವದೇಮೇಯಕಮಲೇಂದ್ರಿ ವಾಗ್ದೇವೀಶ್ರೀ ಗೌರಿಪೂಜಿತಹೃದಯನಂದೇ ಕಮಲಾಕ್ಷಿ ಪಾಹಿ ಕಾಮಾಕ್ಷಿ ಕಾಮೇಶ್ವರವರ ಸತಿ ಕಲ್ಯಾಣಿ ದಿಸ್ ಒನ್ ಹೋಲ್ ಸಾಂಗ್ ನಾಟ್ ಅನ್ ಎಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಟ್ ದ ಹೋಲ್ ಸಾಂಗ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ದೆರ್ ಆರ್ ಅರೌಂಡ್ ತರ್ಟಿ ಫೈವ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಆಫ್ ದೀಸ್ ಐ ಲವ್ ದೆಮ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಐ ಫೈನ್ ದೆಮ್ ಸೋ ಕ್ಯೂಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಚಾಮಿಂಗ್ ಸೊ ಐ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟೆಡ್ ಸಿಂಗಿಂಗ್ ದೀಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಮೈ ಕಾನ್ಸರ್ಟ್ಸ್ and always where irrespective of the location whether it's in karnataka kerala abroad or whatever immediately audience you find smiling faces they are like wow we have not heard this what is this no something sweet and yeah. instant smile creating so uh, as i said now many people have started so if you search youtube uploads of dikshitar uh, western notusarams you can see when mine came and when others came i see i see okay okay so then i do notice in your performances you uh, you smile a lot you engage with the audience a lot that's quite that's quite unusual in itself the result was that i have a lot of fans who are below 5 years old <laughs> so suddenly was one another one like this i won't sing the whole thing but pankaja mukha shankara hita sankata hara venkata giri vasanarayana ananta govinda damodarananda samrakshaka srita vatsalya pradam bhuruha guru guhita pahimam dina actually i sang the whole song <laughs> that's so pankaja mukha that's how i start so once in a mall in bangalore one lady comes and says oh my god my kid loves your song so much she calls you panka tata <laughs> so because panka jamuk <laughs> so i thought even when people call me uncle i was like oh, yeah, i am anna only not yet uncle but now already become tata <laughs> so yeah right and it's is it over the past few years uh, that you've started giving more concerts in yeah, madras yeah, over the season yeah, absolutely right because chennai during the season it's so super saturated mm. that even the listener they would have like five musicians they like singing at the same time mm. so whom do you go to that's true that's Or, true and in the hindu itself that's the only paper which really carries so much information about mm, mm, what concert mm, is happening mm, today but then there's such a super saturation that we have to spend half an hour going through the full page of concert listings otherwise you might miss out then even this morning i had attended a lecture at the music academy then one person said oh sir i'm going to party romba pidikum youtube la paaka inga pro epa paada pore aache na epa yo academy paada yo theriyile so i said 21st ku ama 21st ku na irundhe ana theriyile so people don't get to know uh, so i prefer singing in chennai any time other than december actually <laughs> actually yeah that's yeah. A... but then there is one big bunch of listeners especially nris who come to chennai only for december so those people tell me please accept a concert if you get in december because that's the only time we can actually hear you live so that i see that point so these days i accept one or two concerts in december just to show my head saying yeah i'm still alive <laughs> right so in the other concerts that you that you sort of watch during december yes do you at all are you do you at all think about the lack of um, you know malayalam Uh, compositions malayalam, there aren't there aren't aren, aren that many that are featured yeah yeah malayalam even in kerala yeah. we have had composers but uh, musical merit see half the people who sing tyagaraja krithis they don't know telugu yeah. right so he, while they are singing telugu songs mm. so that then the merit is musical more than uh, literary so with tyagaraja dikshitir shama shastri people like that what they have composed the sterling musical merit is so high that Uh, we haven't had counterparts from kerala other than maharaja swaitrinal right swaitrinal so i can go on talking about him but whatever i say people can interpret because he is my ancestor i'm praising him. okay but actually the, we have kinds of compositions like varnam padavarnam tanavarnam swarajati jatiswaram kirtanam kriti padam javali tillana ragamalika bhajan in all these areas maharaja has made his mark he was so amazing but other than him there they have not been even he though he was a malayali uh, he has composed mostly in sanskrit though he has composed a few in telugu few one or two in tamil kannada all that and of course hindu hindustani music also but malayalam uh, we have composers but they don't seem to either be of the same caliber as swaitrinal tyagaraja and other people or they haven't received their due so even if you if i show you my book of songs which i know right you will find very few malayalam okay. songs it's okay. not something i'm proud of 
and even the so called malayalam songs i sing will be full of sanskrit okay, okay. <laughs> so it is like one word will be malayalam only malayalam but rest of us will be very sanskritized right sarana gat minutes now and i haven't and the your musical story has been so fascinating and so interesting that i haven't yet gotten to asking you about some of the other things you organize outside of the some of the festivals that you're involved with outside of this one um so i'd like to sort of briefly cover that um so in early january is it yes in early january you organize something called the swati sangeet utsavam yes uh, and that's in trivandrum in trivandrum yes um tell us a little bit about that what is uh, that festival that, about uh, it is actually conducted in the palace built by maharaja swatirnal where he spent the last part of his life mm. it's a very very magnificent building made of wood mm. completely it it has carvings of horses because of which it is called kudira malike right so kudira being horse uh, and after maharaja died it was just closed and nothing happened for more than 100 years mm. then uh, part of it was opened and made into a museum mm. uh, which is open during the day uh, in late 1990s the public relations department of kerala government they decided to organize a festival here which is one of the most wonderful things ever so they would call big superstars uh, who would come and sing there i would go as a listener and it is absolutely wonderful that ambiance of, of that place with oil lamps and it's really you have to see it to believe or you can at least search on youtube swati sangeetotsavam kudramalika you can find several videos which will give you a very very small idea of the place because it's very vast the building and the environs you have to sit there and enjoy only so then suddenly in 1999 the government decided okay we'll have swati sangeetotsavam at multiple venues but not in kudramalika okay so i felt the whole point of having it there where the maharaja lived and the, that unparalleled ambience was really wonderful so we had only around 10 days notice when they said we won't have the festival here so i decided hey festival has to go the show has to go on <laughs> so i didn't think of the financial implications nothing i said festival has to go on then my family said within one week 10 days what can we do i said no i am going to have the festival so as i said because of the matrilineal matriarchal thing yeah uh, this building belongs to a trust okay i am not a trustee okay uh, uh, even now <laughs> this is in 1999 but even 2019 i am still not trustee right. in that trust because it is a money trust nice building uh-huh. <laughs> so then i asked the trustees can i at least use the building so they said hey if you want you can do what you like so then i called balamurli krishna sir then i explained there used to be a festival which stopped and i am going to do the festival will you see so he said yes uh, though he was quite expensive i knew his rate also at that time to have a concert by him mm. but he said yes then i was like palmulkrishna is singing we are on yeah <laughs> then i called tv gopalakrishna sir govindarao sir few musicians i liked and somehow put up the festival and you won't believe i mean again if it's a tv interview i could have said the people can't see you and they can't see me yes but you are this uh, young handsome gentleman with black hair <laughs> i was not that handsome but i was young and i had black hair right uh, the moment i decided to have the festival but by the time festival was over i had 
around one inch of white hair. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so when I used to drive a car, I would see my face in the rear view, view mirror and think I had something on my head. Some white uh, chalk or what is it. I would try and wipe it off. And then realize <laughs> that actually my hair had turned grey. <laughs> right, right. Within one week. Because it was so stressful at that time. Mm. Uh, every aspect, uh, the sound system, the publicity. At that time, there was no internet. There was yeah, no YouTube. Yeah. So physically, I would go around to a music school to a restaurant, to hotels with a poster and uh, tell people there is this festival. So the hotel manager would ask, so what do you get from this poster? So I would say whether 10 people come or 100 people come, musician is going to sing. So I want more people to know. Right. There is no tickets, no passes, it's free. So anybody can come. Mm. So the more the merrier, let people enjoy. But yeah. they would not understand. They feel, no, no, no. If, if, we keep this poster, you must be getting something. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. financially. Yeah, so, I said, I'm yeah. the organizer. I want people to come. That's all All I want. But that idea, 20 years later, even now, many people are suspicious. Of just okay. getting more people to come. So, at that time, it was very, very difficult. And if I called Balamurli Krishna, audience would come. But little less famous person, if I invited, uh, there will be no audience. Right. Because oh, we haven't heard of this person. Who is this? So, right. I would say, just come. Listen for five minutes. If you don't like, you go home. But that willing, they would only go to one person they have heard and they like. Mm, That's mm, it. While mm, my mm. point was that if I call only Balamurlikshra and five others with the same stamp, Mandolin Srinivas or Kadri Gopalnath, since they are not alive, I am mentioning their names but yeah. as superstars. But people who are living also who are big stars, it would be just like any other festival. No, because suppose it's a ticketed festival, as an organizer, they feel, okay, if I call this guy, because he does fusion or because he sang in films, he'll draw a big crowd. His classical music may be not be very good. But for them, gate collection is very important. So that is one very big factor in deciding the menu, whom to call. So since my festival was not ticketed, I wanted some like my late guru who was so amazing but who never had concerts. There are still people alive who are hidden in corners here and there who sing much better than many of the people whom we have in our faces all the time. So I feel like, okay, my platform is for those people. <laughs> right. So I call people like that and then there's been no audience. So it was very frustrating, but still I stuck to my principles and now I've had this festival for 21, 22 years from 1999. I don't, I'm not good at mathematics. So right. 2020 is the next one. Now I've called teenagers and even pre-teenagers uh, and I don't have sub-junior slot and junior slot and senior every evening we have just one concert I see so okay. uh, Krishna is singing and the 11 year old is singing same same platform same platform uh, yeah and I never uh, solicit or encourage people to apply to me because I have never applied I go physically to live concerts earlier I used to go even now I go and now we have so much online available also, YouTube videos and I find, oh, this person is singing nicely and I contact them and honor them uh, by saying, will you please come and sing at my festival? Not like, ah, I'll give you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nobody to give anybody a chance. Right. So and I, the response has been... The response has been very, very, as I said, like my YouTube channel, it's very gradual. Right. But now, even if it is a person whose name nobody in Trivandrum knows, I'm kind of assured of a good audience coming. The good audience staying depends on what they do. <laughs> they sing well, they'll remain. If they sing badly, they'll go home. And there's also the Navratri festival that you're involved with, which I think is an older festival, but you... Much, much, much. much but older. you've kind of intervened recently. <laughs> so, bit, yes. uh, tell us about that. Yeah. So, those days I used to be in Trivandrum for 365 days a year. So, the highlight of the entire year would be those nine days when evening there would be concerts from 6 to 8.30. Uh, but uh, because it was in a Hindu temple, it was very, it was and it continues to be uh, very restrictive. Only Hindus were allowed. Uh, gentlemen had to take off their shirts and wear veshti. Uh, and ladies were not allowed at all. Uh, though the festival was for a Devi, was a goddess who was female. So I always used to wonder how come uh, in a festival conducted by a matrilineal, matriarchal family for a goddess who is female, women are not allowed yeah. inside. Not only to sing, even as listeners, they had to sit outside. So they could not even see the faces of the singers who were singing. So from the time I started learning music at age 14, 13, 14, 1983, 84, from that time I started questioning, uh, why can't women come? 
So there's, ah, that's how it is. That was the answer. Right. <laughs> Tradition. That's mm-hmm. how it is. Mm-hmm. So I kept questioning this and questioning this and worked and worked and worked for more than 22 years uh, until only as late as 2006 uh, where women allowed in this place for the first time. Okay. Uh, both as performers and as singers. Then the question was, who should be the first woman you know, to enter this place, uh, which for more than 100 years, uh, nobody, ha- women haven't performed. So then I located my guru, Vachur Harir Subramanian, he says, colleague come neighbor, a lady called Ponnamal, like Vachur, her uh, village is called Parasala. So okay. Parasala Ponnamal. So Ponnamal, I knew, uh, we were not acquainted, but she was like a mirror image of my guru. Same uh, understated personality. She would just deliver pure gold and shut up, that's all. So, right. I, I didn't know whether she was well or singing, I didn't know anything about her. But I found her house and the moment the decision was taken, which is immediately after Navratri, next year we can have women. <laughs> that is the first time. So, then we still had like 11 and a half months to go for the next Navratri. I went to Panamal teacher's house and met her and I said, uh, you know about the Navratri festival. She, she didn't know me at all. So she said, yes. I said, you know, women can't enter that place. He said, yes. Well, just now a decision has been taken that women can sing. Oh my God, I never thought I would hear something like this during my lifetime. Mm. Then I said, well, the why I came here is that I want you to be the first woman to sing there. So she said, my God, but Navratri just got over. So she was 82 years old at okay. that time. So she said, Navratri just got over. So this is for next Navratri. I said, yes. Next Navratri, I don't even know whether I'll be alive. Yeah. I said, well, I don't know whether I'll be alive today evening or so. We never know. But if you are alive, can you sing? Then she said, I'm singing on radio and all that, which is only for maximum one hour. I'll sing and tell you. And after a few days, I called her. Then she said, I, I think I can sing, but I can't sit down. Okay. So then what to do? Then we tried and tried and decided to call somebody else. So then uh, somebody else, I don't want to mention the name, but I sent an email to the next female right, uh, saying, hello from Burma, uh, can I, can you just respond to this email, I, I need your phone number, this is my number, you can just call me, it's urgent but it's something good, I didn't say what the reason was, Yeah. that person never replied. Okay. <laughs> so then after one month, Panamal is like, Having got this invitation, I can't let right, him go. Right. So then her son devised, he chopped off the legs from a stool and made it like six inches tall, a platform type thing. Then she sat on that platform and she sang, Panama teacher, in nice. 2006 at age 82. At that time, as I, when I invited her, she said, I don't know whether I'll be alive next year. So Navratri, nine days, each day you have to sing one particular song. So she sang on the first day. So then after Navratri, there was so much press coverage in local media that Navratri Mandapam was open to women and Punamal sang and she was featured on TV and magazines and whatever. Then I went to her house after that. Then I said, so you won't have time to sit at home henceforth. <laughs> so And it happened like that. Then I said, see, now you sang only first day song. No, now second day song you have to sing next year. Like that, at least nine years you have to sing. She said, okay, ready. <laughs> the same person who said, I don't know whether I'll be alive next year. She's given me a guarantee she'll sing for nine years now. Then she sang for nine years and she came to Madras. She had not performed in Madras at all until then. So she was in and out of Chennai, you know, all the Sabhas in Music Academy. She got an award. Finally, she got a Patma Award from Rashtrapati Bhavan also recently. Right. And at age... 87 or 88, she did a US tour and gave 15 concerts in America and came. Wow. <laughs> and now she's 96 or something, still singing. This year also she sang for Navratri. Wow. Okay. So it's like one of the happiest and I mean, uh, getting women to sing at Navratri Madhapa was a wonderful thing. But for me personally, just bringing out Parasala Ponamal became even more wonderful thing than she became the first woman to sing in Navratri Ponamal. I really mm-hmm. hope that uh, these two festivals get uh, oh, get more so coverage. Much. I hope that this podcast is the start of that. Oh, thank you so much. And that more people can attend and be aware. And I'd like to thank you once again for spending so much time oh, with us. I think that was a very fascinating chat.